It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A. It's Friday afternoon. Our phone number, 547-1610. You can reach us via email at 610-K1A.com, the bottom line page, name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at bottom line 610, parlor at the bottom line 610, and also available through the free mobile app on the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis at Dawson here, and... Not much has happened in the last twenty four hours or so, has there? <laughs> do we even do we even have news cycles anymore, or is it just a constant barrage of information and stuff? You know, the last gosh since since I heard about it, ooh, roughly nine ten o'clock last night. It's been a barrage of stuff. And, of course, we are talking about the fact that the President of the United States, along with the First Lady, uh, confirmed diagnosis for COVID-19. This on the heels of uh, Hope Hicks, part of the President's team, uh, also testing positive for COVID-19. Apparently, it has been traced back to a rally in um, Duluth, Minnesota, that they attended. Uh, apparently, then the president did a few things afterwards, including a rally in New Jersey. Uh, so I imagine the level of contact tracing that's going on is huge at this point in time. Um, but the latest reports, the president on his way to Walter Reed uh, for treatment and observation. Uh, he has received... Uh, an infusion of Regeneron's polyclonal antibody cocktail, uh, along with taking zinc, vitamin D, famotidine, melatonin, and an aspirin. Uh, an infectious disease specialist, uh, when asked about the president's condition, said the first thing he would have recommended was the Regeneron cocktail that the president received, uh, which is about an 8-gram dose um, before, uh, at some point in time, before going to Walter Reed. But they're saying Walter Reed, the transfer is out of an abundance of caution, not necessarily a statement on the president's current condition, but he is experiencing some fatigue, experiencing headaches, uh, has a cough, so they want to take him to Walter Reed uh, to make sure that he's got a significant amount of doctors around and will have whatever treatment he needs should his condition worsen. The First Lady apparently is experiencing mild symptoms, and uh, there is no word of her heading to Walter Reed for further treatment or observation at this point in time. One other, so now everything uh, gets thrown up in the air for a touch, Ed. Yeah, and one other note that, uh, you know, not to not to be morbid at all, but uh, another piece of this puzzle is the president, according to the White House, has not transferred power to Vice President Pence. Uh, we've seen that happen in a couple of cases uh, in recent history. 
in the last couple of decades where, you know, maybe the president goes in for a procedure uh, where he's put under and for a short time, um, the vice president uh, takes uh, control just to be safe uh, and, you know, and things like that. Uh, but that has reportedly not happened in this case. You can read into that however you wish. The, the 25th Amendment, though, which, of course, was thrown around uh, quite a bit at the beginning of the president's term by many Democrats, and there are many um, uh, many on the far left that are keyboard attorneys that apparently think the 25th Amendment is something that you can invoke well it's it's not doesn't really work that way it's not something that nancy pelosi can invoke it's not something that chuck schumer can invoke it's not something that congress can invoke there are like every amendment every law there are sections that exist under the law that lay out exactly what the process is under the 25th amendment and in this particular situation, what we're dealing with with the president, uh, notification has to be made to the president pro tem of the Senate, which would be Mitch McConnell, and the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Now, the two sections that are being focused on at this point in time regarding the president's situation are Sections 3 and Sections 4. Section 3 is where the president transfers power voluntarily to the vice president, but it's not a, hey, Pence, get over here. You're in charge for eh, five days, okay? All right, let's go. It doesn't work that way. They have to write a letter. And in that letter, the president states he's transferring power to the vice president until he transmits another letter to them revoking that authority. Now, that's if the president is of sound mind and body. If the president becomes incapacitated before such a letter is written, then we move to Section 4. That would require the vice president and a majority of the president's cabinet to send a letter to the same individuals, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Either way, an official notification has got to be sent to Congress to the head of the Senate and the head of the House, lining out that the president, his authority, is being transferred to the vice president. Now, the only difference between the two is the president, in Section 3, sends the letter and resumes power. If Section 4 is invoked, the president can again send a letter, but the vice president and the cabinet, well, they could disagree. They do have an opportunity to say that they don't necessarily think the president might be ready to assume power, and they could say that the vice president can maintain authority for a little while longer. So those are the two parts of the 25th Amendment that are being looked at right now. Um, the president, again, as you mentioned, Ed, has not made any type of move to transfer power to Vice President Pence, even though that has happened previously. Uh, I think two two or three times previously during the president's term, he has transferred power to Mike Pence for a very brief period of time. Um, 
but that's not happened yet under Section 3, and there's no word of any letter being drafted by Vice President Pence and members of the Cabinet uh, looking to transfer power at this point in time either. So, again, just to get everybody caught up, uh, Marine One, which is the uh, presidential helicopter, is on the south lawn of the White House. Uh, It's been there for... mm, 20, 30 minutes now, um, has not left yet, but uh, we're being told that that's how the president is going to be flown to Walter Reed uh, Hospital. Um, And it should be noted that, uh, number one, Walter Reed is one of the best hospitals in the country. That's why (laughs) presidents uh, and other people of power get... uh, you know, treated there and procedures there. Um, It's also a military hospital um, for security reasons. And that should be noted as well. Um, In case anybody wanted to try something funny, uh, the press secretary, uh, Kayleigh McEnany said that, uh, or reported out that uh, out of an abundance of caution, the president was going to stay there a few days. Um, does that mean the weekend? Does that mean into next week? Hard to say. Um, but it, it may or may not, uh, be of note, but it has been about 17 hours since Trump last tweeted. And we know his penchant for tweeting out his last tweet Uh, was last night, and it said uh, that he and the First Lady had tested positive and that that they would begin their uh, quarantine and recovery process immediately and ended it by saying, we will get this through together with together in bold type. So, um, you know, (laughs) in today's world, um, when the president starts tweeting again, that might be uh, an indication of, uh, of where things stand. You know, I, and I was thinking about that as well. You know, the, the president's Twitter account, could that be kind of a gauge or an indication? And, you know, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know that we can, because as we said, he's going to be taken to Walter Reed, which means he's going to be under observation. That means that they are going to be paying very close attention to his condition, and it could limit the amount of, of, of access he has to that Twitter account. Now, the infectious disease doctor that I referred to a little earlier, Dr. Matt McCarthy, one of the things that he pointed out that they are going to be keeping an eye on uh, are not just vital signs, but also the amount of oxygen that the president has. If, the, if his oxygen saturation starts to drop, then they will need to go to a more intensive monitoring system. But, you know, he, in a, in a wide-ranging interview, uh, Dr. McCarthy made a number of points, especially this hits everybody different. And you can't say someone is necessarily going to be okay or that they're going to be fine because everybody responds to this thing differently. Um so obviously the entire country is going to be watching and paying attention to what the president's situation is. Uh, I'm sure when the president has the opportunity to get to his Twitter, he will um, 
you know, provide whatever updates that that he can. But I would I wouldn't gauge his condition on the amount of tweets only because he may not have the ability to access it. He may be constantly surrounded by doctors and and health professionals uh, attempting to treat him. Um, you know, obviously, and, and and monitor him as much as possible, being he is the, you know, leader of the strongest nation on the planet. Well, Rob, as we go to commercial break, uh, in in monitoring uh, the situation at the White House, uh, it appears uh, the Marine One helicopter was uh, blocking. Uh, the view from most of the cameras. However, uh, it does look like uh, a masked up president uh, was uh, has boarded Marine One walking under his own power, which is a good sign. Uh, and he has boarded it and uh, the helicopter is about to take off on its way to Walter Reed. Of course, we will keep you posted on this. You can weigh in too, 547 It's the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A. It's Friday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. Perfection Tire, four locations in the Tri-Cities, waiting to serve you and take care of your automotive needs, from tires to belts, hoses, shock struts, tune-ups. There's a lot they can do for you and your vehicle. They've been doing it for decades. Locally owned and operated Perfection Tire here in the Tri-Cities. Visit their website, perfectiontire.com, to see all the services that they provide. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson here, and, you know, it's interesting, Ed, that uh, there are so many different, uh, it's not interesting there's so many different opinions out there about what's going on with the president. It's just interesting how so many people want to take certain aspects of this, fit it to their narrative, and actually believe that they're right. Um you know, Jonathan Turley, who was a very well-known um, legal analyst and uh, I think fair to say someone who understands the Constitution pretty well, uh, has also discussed about the transference of power and said that the president going to Walter Reed wouldn't require it, that you could have COVID and remain conscious and conversant and that you could be functional. And the fact that it was caught early increases that likelihood. Uh, and apparently the presidential suite at Walter Reed has office space, so you can actually still continue to work. Um, but there are people saying, oh, well, we don't know that. He needs to sign a letter. Yeah, no, it's not up to you if he decides, decides the letter or not. It's up to him. And so as all these people that are screaming and trying to uh, remove uh you know, uh, power from the president. It's just, it's it. Well, instead of everybody just watching and seeing, of course, we have we have people that believe that, um, you know, that this is a good thing. Yeah, you know what I found interesting though is, uh, you know, the reactions, the 
most of the Democratic leadership, those of of prominence, you know, the Joe Bidens, uh, you know, even the Nancy Pelosi's, whether you, uh, you know, believe them or not, whether you think they were actually the ones that sent out those uh, messages and statements and tweets and all that, regardless, they all had they all said the right things. You know, it's it's the it's the regular people out there that um, are losing their mind and, you know, saying that he deserves this and, you know, anywhere all the way up into wishing him dead. So I, that's what I found interesting was the the, the people that the higher the profile of the person, uh, the more measured and proper response to this came. You know, obviously we're going to be the last ones to know what happens. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to be the last ones to know. They, they are going to have decisions made before they ever become public about what what will happen as far as any kind of transference of power. Um, there's going to be a lot of speculation out there. There's going to be a number of different leaks out there regarding the president's condition when there could be some spin on that condition as to whether or not it's made more severe than it is or less severe than it is. Um, but what we know is that there are a lot of people out there intently watching this, um, I, you know those that those that have already uh, shared their desire to see the president not survive this. Um, well, you know that's who they are. Um, I don't. I think the overwhelming majority of people don't wish this on anybody, whether or not it's someone they like or not, um, and are waiting to see what happens with the president um, and see, you know, what exactly... Because, look, this is easily the most high-profile person to catch COVID yet. No doubt. I mean, there have, been other, said, there have been other world leaders, but certainly in the U.S., uh, it's the highest profile. Well, it's, it's about as high-profile as you can uh, get uh, in this country now, as uh, as well, we approach not just the country, well, okay, not just the country, the world. You're right. You're right. Because there have been some other world leaders, but when you have the leader of the free world, uh, you know, coming with a positive COVID test and being flown to the hospital as a precaution, that's that's true. And as we go to break, uh, just to give you an update. Uh, The Marine One helicopter has landed at Walter Reed uh, Hospital. And uh, again, it should be noted that while some uh, media outlets are reporting the the thing that kind of made White House doctors want to take him to the hospital as a precaution was uh, some congestion and an elevated temperature. Uh, it should be noted that he did walk out of the White House and onto Marine One under his own power, wearing a mask, wearing a suit. He wasn't carted out in a wheelchair or anything else. He looked to be okay. Um, 
And again, just landing at Walter Reed. Back with more after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line is Radio 610-KONA Friday afternoon. Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. Waiting to hear from you and help you satisfy all your insurance needs, whether it's auto insurance, where they have teen and safe driver programs, homeowners insurance, life insurance, farm insurance, where they are... They've been involved there more than anywhere else, almost 100 years now providing farm insurance and small business insurance. Contact Jason today at his website, jasonhogue.com. Go into the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Use radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Art here from Kennewick. Uh, just a couple of uh, thoughts here. Uh, of course, most of us hope that the Repu- uh, President uh, Trump recuperates uh, real soon. But, you know, I was listening to the five on Fox, and Juan Williams, he kind of started in a little bit on uh, on Trump saying, you know, he didn't wear the mask and, you know, just like, uh, you know, he asked for it. And, and then uh, somebody on the five said, well, you know, it was Trump, really, who went ahead and w- was one of the few that said anything. He got the uh, travel uh, against China and, and Europe and so forth, and, you know, other things. And here you had Nancy Pelosi and and Joe Biden making fun of it. And uh, so anyway, this I gotcha, it kind of works both ways. Uh, you know, they may say that Trump didn't use the mask enough, but, you know, he was on the ball to, in the beginning. So, you know, we wish him well, and uh, hopefully... Uh, uh, He'll be back uh, being able to do his job fully here in a short time. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, this is Matt from Goldendale. What's up in mind, Matt? Okay, well, you got Trump there. They're, they're just being cautious and taking care of him. He's in the, what, the upper 96, 97 percentile of survival rate, so everybody's all the media's going, well, you know, this guy, he just might die tomorrow, so who's going to take over for him, and who's going to be the next successor to the presidential seat? But uh, really what I mainly called in for was uh, the local government. So we have Jay Inslee. Boeing is moving from from Seattle to Portland, I mean, to uh, Georgia. They're a big jet airliner. And uh, Governor Inslee comes on the, on the radio, does his uh, campaign spotlight for the media, and said that he had no idea what uh, Boeing was upset about because Boeing said that they, they're overtaxed and too many regulations and too much stuff going on here. And then Inslee comes up and says, on, on the TV, says it's bunk. And calls him basically a liar. And uh, rather than keeping his mouth shut and trying to negotiate with Boeing, he comes on national TV and says, oh, this is bunk. I didn't know anything about this, which uh, obviously is true because he's put too many regulations. And I'm sure that uh, Boeing didn't just come up and go, okay, tomorrow we're moving out. Bye, see ya. So uh, Inslee is lying to us. 
Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Mary from Kennewick. Hi, Mary. What's on your mind? People are forgetting the reason for the mask. Just Trump not wearing a mask has nothing to do with him getting COVID. It's other people around him not wearing masks that where he got into trouble. Because now he's wearing a mask because he has COVID, and there's a reason to wear a mask. But people are forgetting that. No, nope, you're absolutely right, Mary. Thank you so much. 547-1610-509-547-1610 here on the bottom line. You know, it's also important to point out, Ed, that maybe it had nothing to do with the mask at all. Maybe in all the presidents moving around and between rallies and between other places, maybe the president didn't wash his hands enough. Maybe the president wiped his face. Maybe he touched his eye. Maybe it had nothing to do with a mask at all, because it's not just not wearing a mask. There are many other ways that you can get COVID-19 that have nothing to do with a mask. So for the focus to simply be on a mask, I think that says a lot, because you're not hearing Juan Williams or Chuck Schumer or anybody else that's questioning the president's behavior. They're all pointing to one thing. He could have worn a mask, touched something, rubbed his eye, and gotten it that way or something else. I mean, it's not just a mask. We know there are plenty other ways, and even the CDC and many medical professionals will tell you washing your hands is more important than wearing a mask. If you had to choose one or the other, wash your hands more often. So the mask focus is agenda item. So let's make sure that we keep in mind there are, there's more than one way that you can contract covid you could wear a mask and you could get COVID. Um, but before the president left for Walter Reed, Ed, he did tweet a message. Yes. He recorded a very short 18-second message uh, thanking people for the support. We've got it up on our Twitter page at Bottom Line 610. Well, let's uh, uh, want Rob, to go let's check go. it out, but it was posted a few minutes ago. Yeah, let's go ahead and play it for everybody because it is pretty short. And yeah, it was uh, sure. just a few uh, few sec a few minutes ago, and it's only about 15 seconds. So here's uh, here's what the president said before he left the White House uh, to go to Walter Reed. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. I'm going to Walter Reed Hospital. I think I'm doing very well, but we're going to make sure that things work out. The First Lady is doing very well. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. Thank you. Okay, so there's uh, the, the very brief message. Again, it was 15, 16, 17 seconds. Um, yes. As all. Very brief, but incredibly significant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he... Uh, he said a lot in in just that short time, and and uh, you know he looked fine, he looked okay uh, boarding uh, Marine One. Um, again, some media outlets are reporting that uh, he started to get an elevated temperature and uh, maybe some congestion, and you know more signs of COVID, and that was what kind of triggered the uh, the idea of maybe taking him to Walter Reed as a precaution but uh, you know he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't on his deathbed he, he didn't get wheeled out on a wheelchair or anything like that and so that's uh, you know so that's that's an update and I, I'm sure that's very encouraging to a lot of people 
Well, and look, I mean, the, the president understands exactly the gravity of this. So he records a video message, doesn't just tweet it, records a video message, posts it on his Twitter page so people can see what he looks like, they can see his demeanor, they can hear him speak, and then he does the quick, short message. I mean, look, this is going to go a long way as far as allaying a lot of fear and concern when it comes to um, where they think he is with this. I mean, this this is... This is as much for his supporters as it is for his detractors. Yeah, I think equally for both. Absolutely. So it'll be obviously everybody's going to be paying attention to this um, around the clock. Um, You know, many people have come out on both sides of the aisle and wish the president well. Um, some people on the far side of the aisle have not wished the president well, but there are some things that we can tell you this is not going to impact. Uh, this apparently is not going to impact the vice presidential debate. Um, it's still going to go ahead, and we will still have it for you uh, next week, next Wednesday night, uh, which reminds me there will be a special Cadillac on call on Tuesday of next week at 6 p.m. instead of its regular Wednesday time so that we can bring you the vice presidential debate between Vice President Pence and Kamala Harris. It also will not delay the Supreme Court nomination hearings. It will not, it will not, it will not delay the confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett. So those things are still moving forward as planned, even though... The president has contracted the coronavirus. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hi, guys. It's Joe. Hi, Joe. What's going I on? Give you two. give you two things. One, I picked you guys up all the way out by Ontario. I'm impressed. Secondly, um, there's, a, there's a thing happening in our country that's really sad, don't you think? People wishing the president would die. Seriously? So... You know, I I think I've mentioned once or twice how much I dislike certain people on the other side of the aisle. But I would not wish that on anyone. I would not wish to see their family suffer. If Nancy Pelosi got it, I'd have to pray for Nancy Pelosi to get better. I wouldn't want her to die because of this. I wouldn't want her family to suffer that loss. And for people to wish this evil on the president, it tells you how far we've come. I, I think this is a... This is a bellwether moment for our society if we're willing to look at it and realize that what are we doing? Have we really come this far that we not only wish that he's not in office anymore, but we hope he dies to get out of office? This is a terrible place to be. Terrible. Appreciate it, Joe. Thank you very much. 547-1610-509-547-1610. First of all, I hear we're huge in Ontario, Oregon. Uh, Second of all, um, what's, what is firmly on display for everyone to see mainly through social media and yeah, you know, tweets and Facebook posts can be deleted, but it's on display for everyone to see who exactly is wishing this, you know, we can, you know, and, and people have good memories, Rob, they'll, they'll remember, you know, the things that 
certain people are saying, uh, you know, against this president and, you know, in this in this time, I just it's like, how stupid can you be to to put out on social media um, things like, uh, you know, Michael Moore? Okay, Michael Moore um, put out on Twitter today that uh, to that he proclaims that his, quote, thoughts and prayers are with COVID-19 after Trump test positive for it. So, you know, it's stuff like that, that, uh, that really, you know, it, it makes it very easy if people choose to see what's going on. The evidence is, is there, it's all around us. So just keep your eyes open and, and you'll, you'll learn a lot. You may not like what you learn, uh, but you can learn a lot because, uh, you know, <laughs> the Internet is a very transparent place uh, a lot of times. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. 547-1610, If you'd like to join the conversation, of course, you can email us as well by going to the website, 610kona.com, the bottom line page, and you can send us your questions or your comments. More of the bottom line after this. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Final few minutes here in hour number one. Rob Francis said Dawson with you, talking about, of course, what the big news of the day, well, kicked in last night, uh, President Trump. Diagnosed with COVID-19, First Lady Melania Trump, also diagnosed with COVID-19. From what we understand, um, Joe Biden, former vice president, his wife, Jill, were also tested. They were negative. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been tested. She also uh, was negative as well for COVID-19. No word on uh, I don't believe we've had any word on tests for the vice president and his wife, have we, Ed? Uh, both of them are negative as well. Okay. So people that have had association with the president recently have been tested, and uh, they have tested negative. Yeah. So really yeah, except for, I mean, we, we, talked about we talked about Hope uh, Hicks and... Uh, a couple of uh, those folks, but uh, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, she's the only other one, I think, that has tested positive um, for COVID. I don't believe that um, there was anybody else on staff that tested positive. Yeah, I don't believe so. I want to say uh, as far as the that, president's concerned. Yeah, I want to say that there was a uh, was it uh, Senator Mike Lee, uh, possibly. I think I saw that. I'll have Mike to... Lee tested positive as well. Yeah. yeah, but he's not a part of the administration, but he was in close contact with the president over the last few days, and uh, you know, an, another name of some significance. Yeah, I know. Senator, I saw Senator Lee this morning. <clears throat> excuse me, tested positive as well, but I don't believe that uh, anybody anybody else in the president's cabinet or anybody else associated with the president has tested positive. 
Right. Uh, and Well, Melania, but uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but, you know, what's funny is the, you know, the vice president, uh, former vice president, Joe Biden, in his... Uh, his desire to show his concern for the president has pulled all negative ads. Yes. I, boy, talk about a calculation. Um, you know, you think right off the bat that well, you know, this is this is going to work out just fine, and, and this is this is a good show uh, by Biden to do this. I'm not going to lie; I don't know if it's a good move, and the reason why I say that is this: um, while he wants there to be of understanding, he's still got an election to try and win, and. You know, who knows if backing off the gas is going to help him in that regard. Um, you know, you can go after somebody's record. Now, if he takes out, you know, if he decides to remove the commercials that aren't associated with his questions on the president's record or things like that, you know, the, the ones that are just... I guess, for lack of a better term, mean-spirited. Okay, I get that. But to take away anything that would be seen as a critique of the president is probably not in the best interest of his campaign. Because if Trump, I mean, on all we can do is speculate, but the president comes through this, he is going to be, in my opinion, just my opinion, the man's going to be a juggernaut. Think about it like the, we know his personality. Okay, we, we, we know it's very easy to see what he's made up of. And it's very easy to see how he looks at things and what we have seen with him in certain topics before. The president comes through this, he's going to be a juggernaut. I mean, he is going to turn around and take COVID and basically say, yeah, I kicked its butt. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, it, it's also a, a bit ironic because a lot of the uh, experts and, and pundits out there uh, were wondering if Joe Biden was to contract the virus. You know, how would that look? And here you have President Trump, who was going all over the place without a mask 90% of the time. And he's the one that uh, that picks it up. And, you know, I, I I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's just pure dumb luck or or what. Uh, but it's, it's all very interesting. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two, a few minutes away. But first, we'll get you uh, some local news headlines, the very latest from ABC. And then hour number two of the bottom line here on News Radio 610 KONA.